Hi, I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And we are... Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves today again. Welcome. Yes, we're so glad that you are here. We know you could be in a lot of different places listening to a lot of different things. And you're here listening to us stay sober. you chose us. Yeah. So hopefully we'll make it worth your time. Yep. So, Lynn, what's the topic today? The topic today is fear. Ooh, fear. We had another topic picked out, but because we're both um, very much go-with-the-flow kind of ladies, I said, you know what? I did some powerful work yesterday that was unplanned. yeah, it was unplanned and just kind of blew my mind. So I said, can Isn't we change it? is always when it like really hits you in between That's when the, the magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so tell us. Tell it, us. Yeah, it's about fear. What's um, fear? Well, I have a definition for that. For if you definition would like. corner? Yes, yeah. I do. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, uh, likely to cause pain or a threat. Ooh, that sounds about right. Yeah. So how my whole thing started, and this is Vicky hearing it for the first time too. So this is kind of like first time I'm shining it in the light of the world. Um, other than my sponsor, no one else has really heard this. Uh, we were talking about some issues that I'm having with dealing with a person, not dealing with, um, communicating with a person in an effective way. Ooh. Yes. And I'm bringing, of course, I'm bringing my baggage because, you know, Every time we communicate with somebody, we're doing that through the filter of our experiences. Yeah, our perception lens. Yeah, our Fun perception. Times. Um, yeah, Brene Brown calls it our movie, our story. And, you know, my story, of course, is going to be filtered through what I know, mm-hmm. what I think I know, mm-hmm. and what I want to know. Ooh, <laughs> Which is a whole is big loaded. Ba- yeah, it's a whole big bag of goodies. And the the enlightening thing was that I was operating with fear that I would, if I didn't do certain things a certain way, I would revert back to the person I was when I was using. Ooh, that's really uh, big. Yeah. And I was hiding it under the guise of it was to keep me in check and to keep me honest. But honestly, what it was doing was keeping me hostage. Well, and you weren't being authentic. Right, because you were afraid, so you were putting on a front. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was holding me hostage. And basically, all the things that I'm good about telling other people, you're worth it, you're worthy, you deserve this, you know, all the things I wasn't allowing for myself. Well, and I think that um, knowing that in your head and believing it in your heart are mm-hmm. two way different Right. Yeah. And that's what I discovered was intellectually, I'm, I understood. Emotionally, I was nowhere near that. Not not even close. Well, doesn't fear just like handcuff you into thinking things that are so randomly not true? It, yeah, just incorrect. <laughs> like yeah. just straight up, not even close to the facts. No, and it seems so true, like the belief that we have and and it's interesting because when we are like i was thinking about something this morning when i was talking to my sponsor our sponsor that was about this idea of um not taking up space and if i'm being too braggadocious or too big then it takes away from other people and that's taking away authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that's all fear-based as well. Mm-hmm. Um, fear, I know, is there to protect us. Yes. But it it can get, well, it does become like the big, I, my fear monster is this big black cloud that's behind me. And it's got the big arms kind of reaching over the top Ooh. of me. And, and 
it's kind of protecting me because it's got like this big screen, you know, so I've got like my protective shield all around me, but it's also holding me back. This week I used an interesting analogy that's a little bit less daunting and scary. <laughs> you know the weird right, shit I read I know, right now. I know. <laughs> um, but, but it was, okay, so we're in our comfort zone and we're in our box. And I feel like I've broken out of my box. But you know how on your phone when you get a new phone and there's that film that you get to take off? Yeah. I feel like there's a film. Mm-hmm. Like it's see-through. It doesn't look like it's there. I don't even think it's there. But then I bump into it and I go back to old comfort zone mm-hmm. and fear just keeps me hostage in that little it totally does looks like it's open but yeah. really it's not exactly and the more you uh, get used to that film the less authentic you become it's like and it's and it's in such micro movements we don't realize what we're doing and I never I, I still am surprised by the people that tell me that I um, am not accessible. Like I, I have these walls, and I, I, because I feel like I share, I feel like I'm open. I feel like I'm an open book, but I don't. Well, you're open with other people about their stuff, and you use examples. Mm-hmm. But one thing I notice is you don't just put it all out there ever. No. It, like I have to dig. <laughs> I have to pull. <laughs> I mean, you tell me eventually. I'm like. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Why do you think you do that? Oh, why do I do that? <laughs> Same here. Mm-hmm. Just like me. Yeah. Wait. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. And fear. You know. And when I started doing the work in recovery and started uncovering, pulling off all those layers, I always think of it as like a really big cloak that has many, many layers to it. Um, fear was pretty much at the root of most of the motivations that I had found to use, to drink alcohol, to numb, to not think, you know, all those things. Okay. So what's your biggest fear? Like, what is that? Like, oh, gosh. I mean, if you're okay with it, I'm, yeah, uncovering my, my, like what's the biggest, underside. what's the biggest lie that you tell yourself that I'm not worthy of what of good things. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because you know, like I, I see you intellectually. I know that's not well, right, 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 right. But I see you as completely worthy and like generous and giving and always there to help and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And but that's also so. This is what's twisted about some of this work because we help other people, right? We we help, but I think sometimes we, you and I. And I'm sure there's other people out there that can relate. Do that to deflect Mm -hmm. what's really deep down. Right. That, and I also know that I do all these kind, generous things because I feel like I have to earn it. Ooh, now that's a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, earning earning your worthiness. Earning my worthiness. So what would it be like if you didn't feel like you had to earn it? How would it be different? Or how is it different when you don't feel that? Uncomfortable because it's a new feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm always like, I love change. Change is good. Well, maybe it's not that I love change. It's just that I don't stay in one place long enough to really get settled. So when I do think about the things that make me uncomfortable, feeling that I am worthy of something just because I am, 
I don't have to do anything to be. Right. I just am. And Vicky, you told me the story a million years ago about when we look at that tree out there, we don't we don't judge it. We don't say, well, it's not really being the right kind of tree. Yeah, its it just arms is. are a little funky. One is shorter than the other. Yeah, it's kind of twisted. It's, it's facing, and, and it's like <laughs> leaning that way a little too much. Yeah, no, it's just a tree, and it's yeah, perfect. It's beautiful, the way, and it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, and I have a hard time with that, but because I do things on a daily basis, like mindfulness practice, I'm able to catch it. Yep. And every time it's a little bit faster, it's a little more um, with grace. That was the other thing I was talking to my sponsor about is learning to be gracious with myself and love myself. And I even said, hold myself in a very warm, accepting hug and say, we're still learning. It's okay. It reminds me of the um, the thing. So, so I went and saw that healer lady and and she said, tell that 15... I know, I just bumped the table and Lynn gave me a look and no, then no, I bumped I was, it again. I had to sniff and I wanted oh. to get Because <laughs> I got some allergy business going on. <laughs> Whoopsie. So, um, so this this whole concept of telling that 15-year-old scaredy cat, because, you know, she's scared, but she's acting like she's all puffed out, mm-hmm. but saying, I'm going to be your mom now and I'm going to parent you and it's all good and I got you and, and you're fine. You're perfect right where you are. Yeah. Um, I try to do that. And sometimes it's easier than other times. Sometimes I catch it faster than other times. Sometimes I get caught up in it for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Days. Come yeah, on. Yeah, weeks. Yeah. yeah. It, it, what's interesting is sometimes we just don't even see we're doing it unless we're doing the mindfulness work you're talking about and doing the recovery work, which is why it's so important to have people in your life that see things and will be honest enough to point them out. Sure, in a kind, loving way. Mm-hmm. And another way that sometimes I'll catch myself in that cycle is I'll be talking to another person about something very similar, and as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm doing that right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about first thought wrong. We sure did not. So I, I kind of feel like you started talking about it. Yeah, I got a first thought wrong. I have many first thoughts. <laughs> um, okay, I can talk about one. Um, at work, because it's, you know, I'm spending the majority of my time these days at work. At work the other day, um, I was correcting someone on something that I had given instructions for and said, you know, you need to do this, 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 and this. And then as I finished, I realized they had done it with the same results, different method. And I had to back up and say, I'm sorry. I, I took it for granted that since you didn't do it the way I asked you to, that it wasn't right. And I had to back it up and apologize. And I did. And it, and it all worked out fine. But it was a good reminder to me. I, I knew the chef a million years ago. He used to always say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Right. And <laughs> for me to remember that it doesn't have to be my way as long as we get the end results. And that's a constant lesson I'm learning in management anyway, is that letting go of things and going, as long as it gets done, no, it's not exactly the way I would do it. But as long as it gets done, it's done, you know. I the questions I ask is any, does anyone get hurt? Does anyone get upset? Does anyone get sick? Because <laughs> that's you know in food that's a big one. Then it's okay. Well, and here's the other thing that I want you to think about mm-hmm. is this whole piece of when you manage people and when you empower them to try things their way. Sometimes a they find a better solution or an easier way to do it, and b 
then you don't need to do as much. You get to let go and allow them the opportunity to to create something different. And then more minds makes better solutions in most cases. Yeah, and that is a, a tough one to do. And I do work on that. And some days are easier than others. And and I'm guilty of, especially at work more than any place else, and this is another thought wrong, in the past they may have done something and really screwed it up, and I'm still holding on to that so I don't trust them. Right, and you're afraid that you're not going to look good. Not even Or the that. product isn't going to be good. Or is, what, where does fear come into that? Because I, I, I smell fear all oh, over oh, that. Oh, it totally is. And the fear actually is that we have to start all over. It's going to have to remake a product. We're going to be running behind. It's not going to be done in time. We're not going to have enough of something, so we can't do it. It's all, it, there's so many variables when something gets screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you either don't have enough ingredients, you don't have enough time, uh, you got to start from scratch again. Yeah. And, and what then, happens when that happens? Well, I always figure out a solution. Yeah. It's just a lot of stress. Right. It's a lot of scrambling. And, you know, that's the thing. I know deep inside me, I'm always going to figure out a solution. Because why? Because I've done it a long time. Because you're worthy. (laughs) Ah, she got me. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know your shit. Yeah. And you get to trust that, like, intrinsically that you are a... um, you are able to make it work, mm-hmm. and we all are, and we don't see that, and it's right. so interesting how we don't see it because I see it like <laughs> I, I think about you saying, well, we don't have time, and we have to start from scratch, and I'm like, well, you're probably going to create something way better because I know you, and you're going to be like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and and this is the other thing that just like jumped out at me when you were talking. It's like, so when I want to do it exactly my way, I'm trying to control something, so I'm not letting it be the potential that it could be, which is what you were saying. And my constant need to control is not helping anybody. No, and that's not... Okay, so we're going to talk a little steppy. We're going to get into the steps because the, 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 one of the most important steps is step three, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all about fear and faith. And I, I think when I'm not working step three, I am all in fear, mm-hmm. right? So the opposite of fear is love, in my opinion. And I think when we're in love with ourselves and with mm-hmm. others in the moment, then that fear doesn't seem to like have a hankering over our back. <laughs> right? Not. Nope. But so so what's interesting here is this whole concept of allowing like we kind of talked about it last week, mm-hmm. not being attached to the results, right? Mm-hmm. And just showing up and saying, I'm gonna trust God that if this pot of chili lights on fire. I'm going to be able to figure out something right quick because I always do, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I want to take away the. Uh, I want to take away what I am um, perceiving as added stress. It's like if I have everything completely lined up and it's all perfect and it goes exactly the way I need it to in my head, then I'm not going to have any stress, and that's bullshit. Right, because it's, it's always like, stressful in the kitchen, and you're kind be. of attracted to that, and oh, you yeah. kind of create well in that. And so, 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 what I'd like you to look at, and here I go coaching, uh-huh. but um, what I want you to look at is like what magic when it does screw up. I want you to be like, oh goody, what magic do I get to create today? And really think of yourself as a magician okay. in the kitchen. Because that is where your greatness is. I mean, I've been in a wedding stressful situation with you when we're in this kitchen and we don't have much to work with. And you're like, okay, we'll just put this tin on top of that. And it's 
even better than what you were planning. Yeah, always. And and I and I talk about this. I talk the talk with my sponsees, with other people in the program about, you know, if you let go of the attachment to the results, it's always going to be better than I could ever plan. And I was actually telling my sponsee yesterday, when we don't try to control the outcome, it's always going to be better. It's always going to be better. And yet here I am in my little controlled environment trying to do the same thing. Yeah, but the reason why you got to say that to her was because you got to hear that for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So it works even that, even having the faith of being there for another person, even though, you you know, sponsoring is weird because you don't know what you're going to say. You don't Mm -hmm. know what they're going to say. It's always like, okay, I'm I'm just showing up (laughs) and letting God... Kind of, I'm, I'm your vessel. Yeah, and and you said exactly what they needed to hear, but also you said what, what you needed. What to hear I needed too. to hear. Yeah, yeah, and then then I can take a fear out of at least one part of my day. Well, right, and and it's a constant unraveling of mm-hmm. that fear, and especially people that grew up in trauma mm-hmm. and that have these these issues of like not pleasing other people. Because when you have worthiness issues, it's deep. At least for me. Oh yeah. My, I'm not even gonna say when you. Mm-hmm. My worthiness issues are deep, and they're they're completely from that perception of when I was a little girl and when I heard something said, and I don't know how many times I heard it said, but in my mind, I heard it said like hundreds of times. Could have been once. Could have been a hundred. Right, right. Who knows, right? But uh, it's always this repeating of we don't want to have that feeling again. Or for me. It's not always. For me, very often, it's me not wanting to disappoint or me not wanting to embarrass myself or me not wanting to do it wrong or me not wanting to be uncomfortable or make other people uncomfortable. And it's all fear of being myself. Yep. Because And same thing, and I was told I was too loud, I was too noisy, I was too busy, I was too messy, and I was trying to get love from one of my parents, and I would do whatever I thought they wanted. And we we are not mind readers, even as a five or six or seven-year-old. You're not a mind reader. And neither are we as parents. So now, As a parent, it's just as scary. Exactly. And so now all the things that I do, the generosity, the kindness, I'm working to get the love. And if we're doing the generosity and kindness, so, so here's, this brings me to my relationship. Because in every relationship, I used to do this earning thing, right? I used to do that in all my relationships. And it's slowly, like, in AA, in Alcoholics Anonymous, in my tribe, I stopped having to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't show up like that with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's certain people I allow, like the the glacier around my heart to be melted. Um, I She so does not have a glacier around well, her heart. <laughs> I used to, and sometimes I do. I yeah. was just talking about it this morning. Sometimes my glacier gets real cold real fast. Fear, fear, fear does crazy fear, things. Fear, fear, fear. Um, so... What? Well, I lost it. Um, the worthiness. I'm going to talk for a minute and let her. Yeah, because it'll back come. Around. It'll come. Yeah, it'll circle back around. And it's it's the same thing. It's really interesting how all of our stories are so different, and yet it comes back to what we learn to do to protect ourselves and how we navigate as an adult now with those same 
stories, those same methods that do not serve us anymore. And as I was talking to my sponsor, I'm like, you know, I want to be my true self. I want to be that tree that's perfect just the way I am. And what am I doing that doesn't serve myself? What am I doing that does serve myself? And the mindfulness practice helps me to catch it when I'm doing when I'm in the middle of it. Uh, sometimes before I've even started it, but I'm thinking it. It's like, wait a minute, hold up. So when you were asking me, you know, um, why do I need to do something a certain way to feel a certain way? I'm not to the same degree that I used to be. Um, I still have doubts, but I kind of do the fake it till you make it thing now. Mm -hmm. And you kind of don't also, though. You kind of, when you're in it, so when you're not overthinking it, when you're in your heart and you're in your zone and you're listening to your music and you're telling your jokes to your peeps, you're not in that like lack of worthiness. You're totally... So So my my thing is, is when you notice when it's working... So, so in my leadership course, we talk about what's working mm-hmm. and what's not working, right? When you notice what's working and you're like, oh yeah, so when I do it that way, all that other stuff goes away. So when I am in third step trusting my will in my life to the care of this you know universal spirit god whatever we want to call it when gus. i'm in that gus driving the bus mm-hmm. um playing good music galactic <laughs> in the background yep. and um, beastie boys and beastie boys foo fighters i always think of inter yeah foo fighters and intergalactic intergalactic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so gus is driving the bus right the, that fear doesn't usually pop there's, its head in. There's no room. No. I don't leave room for it. Well, and then it's flowing out. And then, oh, I know what I was going to say about generosity. So when you're looking to be uh, loved or when you're looking to do a good job, or when, it's, kind of, it's kind of not, um, it's kind of selfish. It's kind of like you're coming from this place of uh, taking. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you show up, and you don't feel like you have to earn love. You just show up as love and you're generous. And like, what can I bring to this day? Like I notice that somebody isn't in a good mood. Mm-hmm. What can I bring to make it fun? Or what can I do to make that person, you know, like this is two different thoughts. I'm going to go back to the generous. So when you're generous in your love and you're just coming from generosity, generous to yourself in love, mm-hmm. right? What am I doing right? How am I showing up? And then you can just give it, and it flows. But when we're when we're hiding it, and when we're when we're tweaking it to get a certain response, mm-hmm. this like idea of what we think we have to look like or do or be or whatever bullshit story we're telling ourselves, then that like them worthiness is just like out there. It's not even a part of it. It's right. because it's so contrived and controlled, and there's no God, and there's no spirit, mm-hmm. and there's no flow. So. I'm not really sure how all that like tr- trickles down into what I was trying to say, but I, there's something there about that generosity of loving yourself, and then it beams out at others. Absolutely, and the the generosity. I would like to also say, even though I sometimes feel like I have to earn people's, I I also know in my heart that I give generos my generosity and my love. Is un, is not is unconditional. Is and I want to say it's not. It is very unconditional. Right. You're not trying to. I don't need anything back yeah. from them except. But you need from yourself mm-hmm. to feel worthy. Yeah. So you get to be generous. This conversation is about being generous with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we get to be in our worthiness by being generous to ourselves. Yeah. That we're noticing it. 
because we're putting in the work, of, because we're like chopping wood and carrying water and doing the meditation in the morning, we're able to notice it because we are more connected yes. to that spirit, that whatever, that voice, that inner mm-hmm. guiding system that when we're in our fear is just quiet. It's very quiet. Well, it doesn't have room. Yeah. There's no space for it. And I think it's this is kind of a beautiful full circle. At least my goal, my intention is to... Again, my true self, that that inner voice, that that my inner tree, if you will, because I keep looking outside out the yard at this beautiful tree, and I think there's several beautiful trees. I know, and I, that's all I want. You know, I don't want a lot. I just want to. I just want to be my own just tree. Just be a tree. I just want to be my own tree. Aww. Yeah. You're one of my trees. <laughs> You're one of my trees. Our roots are connected underneath. <laughs> I want to read that Ramdas quote. So yes, please. As we as we keep going through, um, I'm going to find it. Chatting. As we're chatting about spring is almost here in the Chicagoland area. And, you know, I just don't mind winter like some people do, Vicki. I hate it. I know. And it's just like you saying you have to go spend three months in 90 plus degree humid weather. I land. don't want to be in 90 plus humid. But that, that's the feeling that I that's get. That's what when my people daughter tell, thinks too. Yeah, that's what, when I think of, you know, you're tired or something, that's the same kind of thing. So I do understand that one day eventually Vicki's going to leave me and, and I will You'll have a great place to visit. <laughs> I know that's what I keep telling myself, and you know we have Zoom now, but but I know the day is coming, and I, I I get it, I get it that you're tired of the winter. Well, I don't think that there's a reason why we have to spend three whole months in the darkness and the desolate, <laughs> salt and crunchy, gooey, messy, disgusting, depressingness. That's how I feel, and I like it when I can walk outside and I'm like, oh, this air is waking me up. It's invigorating. The snow is so pretty. Yes. All right, you so got it. I'm going to read it. <laughs> when you go out into the woods and you look at trees, you see all these different trees. And some of them are bent and some of them are straight and some of them are evergreens and some of them are whatever. And you look at the tree and you allow it. You see why it is the way it is. You sort of understand that it didn't get enough light and so it turned that way. And you don't get all emotional about it. You just allow it. You appreciate the tree. The minute you get near humans, you lose all that. And you are constantly saying, you're too this or I'm too this. That judging mind comes in. And so I practice turning people into trees, which means appreciating them just as the way they are. Ram Das. And I believe that this topic is about looking our, at ourself as a tree. We don't need to worry about everybody else right now. We get to, when we're working on our worthiness, we get to worry. We don't worry. Mm -hmm. We get to be our tree Mm -hmm. and own it. Our own true self. Mm -hmm. And while you were reading that, it reminded me of my favorite poet, Mary Oliver, and her poem, which is probably one of her most famous ones, uh, Wild Geese. And one of the end lines is, what will I do with this one wildlife? Yeah. I know. I heard a really, really great... um, meditation that I'll put the link in, mm-hmm. but it's called Wild Woman Warrior or something. Cool. It was so good. Yes. I'll put that in there. And you will like that one. I like it. So I think I think we're at a good yeah. winding up point. This was awesome. Do you have um I have, I have so many golden nuggets. So many golden You know um, I didn't take notes at all during this. I know. Well it was all about you. <laughs> In a good way, exactly. In a good, and, well, well it's you funny. were opening. You were you were not at all guarded, and that's, um, I mean, what we were talking about. You did. Mm-hmm. 
you did because uh, lots of times knowing Lynn, our friends out there, Lynn really wants it to be buttoned up and and, and flow at the same time. And I think you, this was a this was the first episode. I you know how you always tell me, well, when you go with the flow, you do so. Yeah, I, I saw you shift into that for the first time. And how many years have we been doing this? Wow. Yeah, it was a real different experience. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity yeah. and the space to feel comfortable. Well, and and what uh, this experience is is what I think so many people can't. It's so like. Remember when I said that's real deep? It's so twisty. It is like the roots. Yeah. The roots are twisty. Mm-hmm. And we get to trust that when we put that little seed under the Dirt. under all the soil, that we don't know how it's going to come up or what mm-hmm. it's doing under the ground, but it busts out into this awesomeness. And uh, all we have to do is nurture it and feed it. Yeah. <gasps> what about yeah. that for an analogy? And trust the ground to mm-hmm. do what the ground does. Who knows yeah. what the ground does? I mean, it does something magical. So you're going to be, what's going to happen next time things get a little stressy and you don't, and you want to control at work? What's, what's, I'm going to say, stand back out of my way and let's see what magic happens. Yeah. What magic? Get out of my own way. Yeah. And, and I say that all the time and I don't always fully understand what that means. Get out of my own way. Yeah. Or get into the way. <laughs> like get into the, yeah. into the flow. Get down and dirty. I don't know. Just be <laughs> your magical tree. Be my own wild self. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And we will be back with some more fun stories about our adventures. And uh, just, yeah, life stories. Apparently, I'm a pretty good storyteller. You definitely are. (laughs) And you're owning it. I love it. I'm owning it, sister. Well, we will be back again next time. Like, follow, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Subscribe, all the things. Yes, share with anyone that might need some of this. Or like or want this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. uh, We'll see you soon. Try out. Try out.